Amen. Can you believe I got to marry the prettiest singer in the message? I wonder uh, if we could. I don't like the way this thing's talking to me. Well, everybody seen it right? Come out fancy? And if you know me, I ain't fancy. My wife was, was worried about, she had a dream last night that she sent me to church with wrinkles. And I thought to myself, honey, if you're worried about that, imagine being Jennifer Hera. At least she has something to work with. All right, so that's the nerves. I, I wonder if your brothers would help me. Am I too close, Mike? Is that why it's screaming? Pull it up. Okay. Uh, might sing a little bit more because I, I got a. I got a ner enough nerves for everybody. So you guys don't worry about it. I'll take care of the nerves. You take care of the poor. Let's sing. Uh, let's just sing the chorus. Jesus, use me. That's what, is that our desire? Yeah. I'm, I'm behind the desk and he's got to use me, but that's not where it stops. Yeah. It goes out there. If you don't pull, man, it's going to be a long, long service. <laughs> Dear Lord, I'll be your witness. Sing it with me. If I my weakness I know that I'm not worthy Lord oh by eyes of faith I see thee upon the cross of
He's the lily of the valley. He's the lily of the valley. He's my bright and morning star. tonight could touch him with faith till it could make him turn if he was on this platform and say sins are forgiven or your cancer is healed or whatever was wrong with you and I tell you about it do you believe that well then he has no hands but our hands he has he's here in spirit form no eyes but ours no ears but ours no tongue but ours so let him have everything that's the secret of this, is submitting yourself with godly love into the hands of a loving father. And letting him take you over. That's all. No hands but our hands. Oh, praise God, Brother John, you got hands up there and he's going to... No hands but your hands. It's yours, not just mine. So we've got to pull on a gift. I know you haven't seen me up here in a while. It's all right. I haven't been up here in a while. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Uh, if you would turn with me to Matthew 14. And we're going to, you know, I, I, I can remember when Brother Donnie had the paper notes. And he'd have a stack about like this. And he'd take them and he'd. Well, now we've got a tablet. It's a whole lot easier to deceive you on how much stuff I've got. I've got a lot. But we're just going to let the Lord. If you pull in the right direction, the Lord will take me. Right? He's, it, I'm not here for me. So, Matthew 24, 14, or Matthew 14, 24. And while we're turning, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father. We love you so much, Lord. We feel your presence, Lord Jesus, here right amongst us, Lord. We're looking so forward to hearing from you, Lord. 
Lord Jesus, we just submit ourselves to you, Lord, not only me, Lord, but the audience here today, Lord. Lord Jesus, nothing good could be said except you come and use these lips of clay, Lord, and not only these lips of clay, but the ears of clay out in the audience, Father. We pray that you would just move. Lord Jesus, we give you everything. Lord, I wouldn't be up here if it was up to me, but you saw fit, Lord Jesus. So I pray that you just help us now. In your name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Matthew 14, 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when, he, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But he, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, Wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. God bless you. You may be seated. So I kind of had a clue that I might be preaching Monday or Tuesday. And I was praying like you're supposed to do. And uh, Wednesday night I went to bed and I had a dream. And it's not super spiritual. Don't, don't get excited. I'm not. But I dreamed Brother Donnie looked down and he said, you are the wow. The wow. I thought, hmm. And so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the service and, and, and titling the You Are the Wow. And, uh, you know, when, when Sister Brown died, they, they said she was looking up, saying, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I tied that together. I thought, Lord, what are you? Well, you are that wow. I, when she said, I thought, man, I wonder what she was saying. I believe she was seeing us. Come on. She was looking beyond her circumstance. She was looking beyond where she was at in the flesh. And she was looking past the curtain of time, seeing something that made her say, wow. Amen. Now, it says, wow, you know, I'll just give you the definition. It says, astonished or admiration or a sensational success. A sensational success. You are the wow. Brother John. <laughs> oh, buddy. We could start with you and find out that you are not a successful success. We could all look at ourselves and say, wow, you think you're the wow. It's astonishing that you would even think that about you. And, I, I, you know, and, and I'll pick on me because I, I know that in my flesh I am not an astonishing success. 
got a lot of faults, I got a lot of failures. If I didn't, guess what? I'd be gone. You'd be gone. So let's just put it all out there. We all know that we're not gone, right? We're all here, right? So we know we're not a, a sensational success here. We all know where we're at, right? All right. So here's, here's Peter and Jesus, and he, he, he's walking on the water. Now, it says, uh, before this, Jesus sent them away to go pray on the other side. Now, I can imagine when he sent, he said, go ahead and go across. Can you imagine his disciples going, well, how is he going to catch up with us? What is he doing? He could wait here, and he can go on the mountain and pray. What, what's the, but he sent him across. So it tells me that Jesus had something in mind. He had something there in his mind to say, hey, go do what I say. Mm. How are we going to become that wow that Sister Brown saw? How are we going to do that? How is that going to happen? In our flesh, we're questioning, Lord, why? Why now? What, what's going on? How are you going to leave me and me be successful? How are you going to go on the mountain and pray and leave me here? Hmm. Now, this is the part where the nerves go away and, and the preacher comes out. So, you pull on the gift. And he said, and, and, and so the fourth night of the watch, and Jesus comes down, he's walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, you know, it is the Spirit. And they cried out for fear. How many times have we confused something good that God is about to do for something scary. Serving the Lord is not easy. Serving the Lord can sometimes be real scary. It can be real scary saying, okay. Right? All right, Brother Keith, I want you to stand up and I want you to trust fall into Brother Noah as he's standing. I, I, right? What's wrong with that? Joseph, you catch my father-in-law. He's going to trust for you. Right? It's, it's a scary thing. But that's what we have to do every day when we wake up. We have to learn to just let ourselves go and fall into his arms. Yeah. We have to learn to, to just step back and say, Lord, here I am. It's all you. I'm not going to do it. I don't trust that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so sometimes he tells us to get out there, go do my work, do what I've told you to do, and I got this. Mm. You, you sure about that, Lord? But that's what we're having to do to become that wild people. Amen. Right. 
I don't usually get that dry that fast. Now, we're going to, so we're, we're, we're finding out that, that, that trust is the first part of, of what God wants us to do. He's saying, just trust me. Trust me. If you're going to be the wild people, you've got to learn to trust me. Sometimes we can't even trust our wife or our husband or our kids. Lord, help us. We can't trust our kids. We got people very close to us that we've seen over and over again come through for us. And we have a hard time trusting. Mm. Come on with it. But now we've got Jesus and his word. And we say we believe. Right? We say we believe. We, 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 we don't understand it all, but we believe it, right? But do we believe it? Mmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We're getting there. Brothers and sisters, this is not a service, a beatdown. This is an encouragement service. We're getting there. I'm learning to trust him more and more and more. Sometimes it's like, oh, I got to pray some more. Whew. This is a circumstance. I have got to pray some more. Right? All right. Hebrews 12, 1 through 11. Wherefore, seeing we are also, uh, we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, laying aside every weight and a sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So he's saying, we're running a race. We got this stuff. We all got stuff. All those sins that so easily beset us. But in order to win this race, in order to become the wild people, we're going to have to start putting some of that stuff down. We're going to have to set that stuff aside. All those things that are holding us back, those things that are, that are keeping us from a closer walk. It's hard to get down and pray. When you've got something in your back pocket that's just not right. It's hard to get over that hurdle. And if it's, a, if it's a mistake and you do it once, that's one thing. But these besetting sins. I've overcome a besetting sin about a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? This is the last time. This is the last time I'm going to have a problem with this. Right? But I will tell you there's an overcoming power that's living in you to make you the wild people. Those besetting sins are going to be by the wayside. Today might be your day. Right now might be your time. But you have to trust that the Lord's going to take those things away from you. I don't care what it is. People don't understand what a demon is or how that it can possess you. Mm. 
We're going to settle down on that just a minute. People don't understand what a demon is until you get delivered from one. You don't even realize that you've got this thing hooked onto you and it's following you around and it's pulling on you and it's tempting you and it's bothering you. It's always in the back of your mind. But once you get delivered, you start walking towards that wow. It's amazing. It's a life-changing experience. And sometimes it's not some preacher casting it out. It's just the word coming forth. Sometimes it's just you hearing the word and accepting it and trust falling into his arms. We are a wild people. And now, right now, it's manifesting. It's coming to pass. Brother John, I've heard this. The Lord's coming. I've never seen it like this. I've never seen the Spirit of God moving on the people more than right now. Don't get left. Learn to trust. Learn to trust. I didn't. I guess since I didn't look at the clock, I don't start my time until now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Lay aside every weight and the sin that which so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of, of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So the scripture before he was talking about your besetting sins. And he told us, look unto Jesus. You know, this is the uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon. He went to a, I think it was a Methodist church and the minister preached on look to Jesus. And that's what changed his life. So simple. But he was a young man of 14, I think it was, and, and here we go. He was 14 years old, and he had, he had uh, some questions. His, his, his brothers were ministers. He was, uh, his father was a minister. He grew up in church. But he, he knew something wasn't right. It wasn't settled. And he went into a church, and he sat down, and, and this man preached, look, at, look to Jesus. How simple is that? That man tore England apart because he looked to Jesus. Hmm. What a simple thought. We get in trouble and we look to our phone. We look to Google. What do they say about, face, about it on Facebook? Let me put it out there. It amazes me. My kids say, Dad, you could text faster if you could use two fingers. I don't like to text in the first place. Why should I change? I had a big keyboard and I was doing this before. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I qualify as that generation. 
<laughs> but Charles Spurgeon said, look to Jesus. And, 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 and everything else, he, he was worried about where he was at. Anybody here, right? Where am I at? He was worried about what he was going to become. All the answers are simple. Look to Jesus. It's a simple concept. It's a hard thing to do. But it's a simple concept. Look to Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to get about, that's five minutes and I ain't even, that's two scriptures. For consider him that endureth, let me go back up. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. So let's put Jesus in, or, or, or God in a race, right? He knows what the joy is at the end, right? Think about it in that context. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Looking to Jesus, he knew what was coming. It's like I get tore up the minute he, Brother Donnie asked me to preach. It tore up. I get nerves, and it's nerves, 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 until I get up here and I start saying, now I'm having a good time. Because once that anointing comes, it's a whole different story. Right? But we're looking unto Jesus. And, and, and Jesus saw what the end result was going to be. We got to quit concentrating on this stuff down here. It is a mess. You can get depressed in 2.5 seconds if you look at the news. And what's even scarier than that is you can get depressed faster if you look at your circumstances. Because all the hell is against the wow. But that's not what we're looking to. Mm. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinner against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not, sorry, that's enough of this. Ye have not resisted unto the blood, striving against sin. And ye have not, and ye have forgotten exhortation which speaketh unto you as children, my son. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So when we get corrected, we ain't supposed, I know you've heard this. But have we heard it? When we get rebuked, we're supposed to look unto Jesus. I've seen some rotten parents in my time. You know how they're rotten parents? I know they're rotten parents. I've seen their rotten kids. There's none in here. You all are angels. But that's the truth of it. You think, man, that kid needs a licking. Boy, that 
that kid ain't going to spank himself. Hmm. Right? So the Lord loves us enough to whoop us. I've got four kids. I'm not going to do anything. Just relax. Some of them needed a little firmer hand, if I could put it that way, than the others. It's just their nature. That's just the way they are. But they still got a firm hand when they needed a firm hand. Hmm. Some of us. Uh huh. Some of us, Brad Gilbert, needed a firm. I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> He'll get me later, don't worry. <laughs> He's my buddy. <laughs> Some of us need a, a little firmer hand. And some of us need different discipline. Some of them I had to spank. Other ones I had to take stuff away. And my daughter was perfect. (laughs) That's what happens when you only have one. But but all of us, we need different things in our lives to, to pull that out. Because we're all born with different natures. What we're trying to do is become the wow. We're trying to be the wow of heaven. Man, sometimes it's painful. But we still are going to be the wow of heaven. So... Brother Bram says, everything is looking. The Ford company is looking to make a better Ford. The Chevrolet is looking to make a better Chevrolet. Phoenix is looking to make a larger and better town. The nation is looking for more territory so it can spread itself. The church, just the church, is looking for members. But the bride is looking for the coming of the Lord. Oh my. The bride is looking for the coming of the Lord. No matter what the cost, no matter how hard it is, no matter what we go through, we got our eyes on the prize. Believe it or not, I used to run a lot. Maybe that's why I don't do it so much now. I got all mine out of the way. But the, the thing that we, I, I used to wrestle. So we would, we would run four miles. Wrestle hard for two hours. And then run eight more miles. That's why I got the physique I got today. <laughs> But the thing I learned about running is if you run like this, you're going to wear yourself out and probably run into a wall. But you've got to look up, look towards the goal, look at the promise, look where you're going. And in to get 
into better shape. They think, yeah, we're going to take the advice from this guy. <laughs> but to get into better shape, we used to run my high school. If you ran four times, it was a mile around the halls. But that last lap that you had to do when you were the tiredest and the most wore out and absolutely didn't think you could take one more step, that's when you put in your mind and you said, I'm going to run harder and faster than I did the whole time. And you sprint your guts out. You push yourself until you cannot go anymore. You absolutely got to find it down in the inside of the inside of the inside because your legs are falling off. Your wind is nowhere to be found. But if you can dig down, just ask any real good athlete. But if you can dig down and really just say, I'm going to do it and push yourself and run hard and make your legs move. The next time you run, it's a whole lot easier. You got to push yourself. We're towards the end of the race. We're, we're at the end of the race. And if you push yourself this last lap, not come dragging. I watched my, my nephew run cross country. And them dudes, whew. I saw one give so much that he could not, he fell across the finish line. Bloop. Done. They carried him out of the way so he wouldn't get trampled. Because he wanted to win so bad. That guy gave everything. Now, for us, we're running this race. We're pushing as hard as we can. Our legs feel like they're going to give out. But we're not looking for inner, our inner strength. We're looking to Jesus for that inner strength. We're going to become the wild people. Just a little further. Last week I had to dead stop and it's not fun. Let me, let's go to Galatians 5. Five and seven. It says, ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. This ain't God. I used to struggle years ago coming up and praying for people. I used to think, I'm a minister. I'm called to do it. I'm supposed to do it. But I used to struggle thinking, oh, they're going to think I'm trying to make something out of myself. That persuasion was not of heaven. That wasn't of heaven. And how many times do we find ourselves holding back? Oh, I would, I would shout, but I don't want people to think something of me. Think about it. 
Is that persuasion of you letting go and letting God? Of God? That sounds so counterproductive. Why would he fight against what he wants? Think about that. You're running real well in the service. You're pulling on a gift. You worshiped. You've put everything you have. And the Lord says, let go and let God. And then you want to pull back. He says, oh, I don't know. Brother John. <laughs> I'm just shy. I'm not saying you have to worship like I worship or somebody else does. But if God leads you to do something, what is that persuasion holding you back? You did run well. Come on. You did, you, you ran really well. What's hindering you? What's hindering you in your worship? Woo! Uh-oh. What is holding you back from letting go? Is it your fear of Pentecost? Is it your fear of your neighbor? If your neighbor doesn't want you to worship like that, they're not part of the wow. Yeah. Woo! Is that right? God said, worship me. Don't hold back. My, you did run well. Finish the service out well. Let's worship him. Let's praise him. Let's give him watering and, and, and worship. Water the, 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 the word with our praise. What's hindering you? Every service should be a camp meeting service. Everyone. Why? Because I'm preaching, Brother Donnie's preaching. No, because he's here. It's not the man behind the desk, it's the man behind the man. That's good. And it's not the man sitting in the pew, it's the man sitting in the pew. Behind the man sitting in the pew. Right. You did run well. Look unto Jesus. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. You can't just put a little yeast in there and not expect it to rise. So the devil's job is to come in and plant any kind of something that's going to hold you back. So what's the devil's goal? He wants to be worshipped, right? So if you're worshiping the true and living God, do you think he wants that to happen? So he's going to put whatever he can in front of you to hold you back. A little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. 
I don't care if you think your hair's messed up and it keeps you in your seat or you're afraid that you're going to shout too loud. One way or the other, if God can, or the devil can keep you from worshiping, he's going to do it. He just needs a little leaven. Just needs a little hesitation. Just needs a little something holding you back. We're the wow of heaven. There's nothing going to hold us back. The wow of heaven, there's nothing holding us. I have confidence, confidence in you through the Lord that you may, that ye will none otherwise minded, but he that troubles you shall bear his judgment whosoever he be. Mm. So if your neighbor comes to you and says, brother, I'm telling you this out of love. I think you got a little excited. And if it was God pushing you and God asking you to worship like that and God doing that, And the next time you come in church and you hold back, worried about that? Uh Uh-oh. Then there's two people in trouble. You because you let the leaven and him because he put the leaven. Or her or whomever it might be. Hmm. Brother John, you might scare the visitors. If they're the wow, it ain't going to scare them. If that's the wow, it ain't going to scare them. You go on the street and start doing it and it scares them. But here, this is where we're supposed to do it. This is what he called us to do. I said it before, this could be camp meeting every time we come. Every time. I'm trying to pick through some of these here. So Pentecostal people, do you see that? That's you. These others can't believe in that. They have nothing in them to believe with. But the trouble of it is, You've got, you've got it and don't know it. If the devil, if the devil can get it and he can hide it from you and not let you know you've got it, then he's got you licked. If the devil can hide from you that you have got it, the wow factor. We heard of the wow factor. If he can hide that from you, then you start doubting your experience and you start doubting your praise and you start doubting all this stuff. And it's like, you're still the wow, but you're more like a, well, you're not a wow anymore. You're just a, well, oh, well, 
Now, if you're a wow, you'll become a wow. But that chastening part, <laughs> good luck. Because he's going to get it out of you. You're going to be a wow. And if you're a, a wow and you're acting like a well, then you're going to be in trouble. Mm. I am not even getting close. But the trouble is you've got it and don't know it. If the devil can, if you can get it and he can hide it from you and let, not let you know you've got it, he's got you licked, see? You can't fail. There's no way of failing. You're Abraham's seed. God has sworn with an oath that he take you in. Amen. There you are. He made his covenant. Hallelujah. He's the one that made that promise. He's the one that made the covenant. He said, you are my wild people and you will be my wild people. And guess what? You're going to be that. If I promised you that I, I could, you know, give you a million dollars, you better start doubting real quick. If I promised you that I could get you into heaven, you better be questioning my uh, intention. I'm not a TV evangelist. I'm not promising you anything on my merit. I'm not that stupid. But God made the covenant. He made the promise. He said, I will have a wild people. Now, if the devil can hide that from you, then you're, you're lacking in your experience. You're not getting the full benefit. Just like me coming out, being nervous, 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 nervous coming out. And now, under the anointing, it, the nerves are gone. And so I'm going to liken that to, to where you're at. You've got to get past your nerves. You've got to get past your questions. You've got to, you've got to, every time it never fails, I get back there and I start looking at my notes and I think, oh no, it's too simple. Lord, I, are you sure this is what? You start questioning, start doubting, start getting in your own head. Some of you aren't going to like this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I coach baseball. My little boys, little league. I'm not a good coach. I'm just a coach. I've got other coaches that are coaches. I'm not real fundamental or know all the tricks and know all that stuff. I got, I got Ryan Kennedy who played baseball for years. I got another guy who, who, who pitched and got drafted and blew out his arm. So they know baseball. I'm just the guy that deals with the parents. They yell and scream at me and I go, eh. But every now and then I'll, I'll throw a kid up there to pitch. This happened a couple games ago. The kid's never played. But he's got a good arm. It's pretty, pretty throws pretty hard. Well, it's a whole lot different throwing in the bullpen 
practicing than it is when you're in the game. Mm. Now follow me. So this kid gets up there. Ball. 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 Take your base. And he's looking over at me. Pinch. Pinch. That's a lie. I, I, I've never liked that in my. <laughs> Just pitch. Let's go. Ball. 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 So this guy loads the bases. And by this time, he's going, take me out, coach. Take me out, please. So I have to go out to the mound. And I've had this speech with more than one pitcher. I look him in the face. And I said, I'm not taking you out. Coach, I'm throwing, I'm walking everybody. You're a pitcher. I'm walking, you're a pitcher. But, but I, I'm not throwing very many strikes. You're a pitcher. Do you think I'd put somebody who wasn't a pitcher on this mound? Do you think I'd put somebody there that I thought couldn't do it? Do you think that I'm going to put you just to embarrass you? Mm -mm. But coach, I can't. I said, do you think I know, know what I'm doing? <laughs> then I point to the oak. Do you think they don't know what they're doing? <laughs> are you questioning our decision making? You are a pitcher. Go pitch the baseball. Go let it go. Once they get out of their own head, once they can settle back down, they start throwing strikes. Once they start recognizing who they are, once they start recognizing, they just go and they throw the ball. So sometimes, coach comes up to the mound, and you feel like you're just walking everybody. You cannot seem to hit the target. What a sin. Missing the target. Missing the mark. And you can't seem to settle in. And you got all this doubt and all this fear and all these questions. So God has to come down. Brothers, if you come, my time's up. So God comes down. And he whispers in your ear. You are the wow. You are my bride. You are. 
the one that I've placed in Lady Asia. You've got a special place in this last day. And I trust you. Wait a minute. But John, I thought you said it was about trusting God. It is. But he's got to trust you too. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put you here. Are you questioning what God has done? Are you questioning what God has called you to? I got the scripture here, but you know the, 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 the madman of Gadaria, right? After God cast all those devils out, or Jesus cast all those devils out, put in his wine. You know he wanted to follow Jesus? But that wasn't the position God put him in. He said, I need you here, witnessing here, right now. Maybe you're not here behind the desk. Maybe you're at school. Even homeschool. Some of you homeschoolers got to witness to your little brothers and sisters. Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're like Paul and giving out money like crazy. These loans. It doesn't matter. You are the wow. But a little leaven, a little doubt, a little fear, a few balls, and you're starting to doubt where you are. You're starting to doubt who you are. You're starting to doubt who you were called to, to, to be. Wow. You are the wow. We have circumstances in our lives that we question. We have problems in our lives that we don't understand. But we're going to get in that position right where God put us. He put us in Lady Asia for a reason. He said that you're more than enough. You are capable. Trust him because he's trusting you. If you feel like you're missing the mark over and over and over again, look unto Jesus. You can question a lot of things, but I will tell you, you cannot question God. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly where he puts you. He knows exactly what he wants you to do. He knows exactly how he wants you to praise. Trust him. You are the wow. We are manifesting 
what God's called us to be. It's happening. We've got a lot of naysayers. We've got a lot of people thinking, this world is crazy. We've got people marrying pizzas. We can look at all of those things. Or we can look with eyes of faith. Look to the promise. Look to what he's called us to. Throw our shoulders back. We're at the end. Push. 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 We are overcomers. No devil or demon in hell can stop us. Those affirmations Brother Donnie's been preaching about, those rights, it's coming into play right now. Brother John, is it okay if we miss the mark? What? No, you got to repent and you got to move on. Everybody do it. Wow. Everybody does it. We all fall short. Paul fell short. Brother Branham fell short. Brother Donnie falls short. Oh man. We could go on. We could name every one of you. Sorry. But that doesn't take away the fact that we are the wild people. Let's bow our heads. Oh, Heavenly Father, how we love you, Lord. Lord Jesus, sometimes we, we get in our own heads, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, we start doubting and questioning, Lord. There comes a little leaven in our, in our hearts and our heads, Lord. And we start reasoning it out and we start questioning, Lord Jesus, who we are. Oh, but Father, we're looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. We know what you promised. You said you'd never leave us comfortless, Lord. You'd never leave us nor forsake us. You said you'd help us overcome. Lord, I pray that you would just help us. Father, may we be encouraged, Lord Jesus. May we give ourselves over to you and understand, Lord, that we have to trust you. You trust us. You put us here. You knew we'd make it. Lord, we look to you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Just be with each and every one, Lord. We lift you up. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Stand with me. I trust Brother Harry.
Amen. Let's just worship him now. Now it's time to water the word. Yes. It's what we're called to. You've been put in this position not to, to warm a seed. Right? We can get anybody to do that. But we're here to worship. Do it in your own way. But worship. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away.
step down into darkness open my eyes let me
Appreciate you just giving yourself over to God. We appreciate the word this morning. Let's just try hallelujah. Just hallelujah. Hallelujah.
And I feel like going on I feel like going on Even though trials come On every hand I feel like like going on oh I feel like going on I feel like going on even though trials come on every hand I As we're dismissed this morning, let's just sing. He's still working on me. Just old and simple. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. One more time. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. In the mirror of his word, reflections that I see Makes me wonder why he never gave up on me Loves me as I am and helps me when I pray Remember he's the potter, I'm the clay And he's still working on me To make me what I ought to be You're dismissed him just a week to make the moon and stars, sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. Yes, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Him just a week to make the moon and stars, sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working.
on me. 